Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We're back in another joyous day that Scams has made. How y'all doing? Come on, parasocial relationship. Oh, good for y'all. Oh, damn, I hate to hear that. Ooh, you down bad, sis. All right, well, hopefully it's all good news while you talk to your headphones or your radio. Today we have, guys, what am I excited? Yes, you know I am. I'm very, I'm very, I know I always, I always like try to really amp it up each time, but I always love the guests that we get. And this is such a great guest, huge get. Y'all already know the girl, but I'm still going to introduce her. Today we have the amazing journalist and podcast host on the show. She hosts the popular podcast, You're Wrong About, where she does deep dives into events, people, or phenomenas that have been miscast in the public imagination. She also co-hosts the You Are Good podcast alongside Alex Steed. Congregation, please welcome Sarah Marshall on the show. You won't be forgetting this, Sarah Marshall, honey. You won't. <laughs> Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm so great. I feel like I, the people are really, I feel like I can see the people that are listening to this right now. I normally can't see them, but I can see them right now. Hello. <laughs> that probably scares them. They actually probably, they don't want to be found. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> you all look so good. Like I'm trying to be like the trash blues clues. Like I want to be Tabitha Brown, but like yes. a criminal. That's what we need. <laughs> I'll encourage you to be your worst self, sis, to be. (laughs) Um, But I always have to ask Sarah, what's your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you like them? Do you hate them? It could be anything. I love this question. If I have been significantly scammed, I don't know about it. I feel as if I assume from living on the Internet the way a lot of people do that we're all getting just a little bit scammed a Mm -hmm. couple times a year at this point. But that question made me think of how. In the fall of 2016, I watched this ESPN documentary about this guy who fraudulently bought the New York Islanders. He like made this fake paperwork that made it look like he had more money than he did. Love that. And so he illegally owned the Islanders, the hockey team, for like a few months, I think. And then it caught up with him and he went to federal prison. But A, he did a better job of fake owning the Islanders than their recent actual owners had done. Like, he kind of saved the team. Right. Were the girls winning? (laughs) Was the merch sales up? Like, were they... Is it... Islanders, is that hockey? It's hockey, yeah. Okay, yeah. Were the pups doing anything? (laughs) They were struggling, and he negotiated a good TV deal for them. And I remember at the time, you know, this is around when Trump is campaigning, and I was just like, hmm, I am noticing that, like, pretending to have money can achieve exactly the same results as actually having money. And that's very interesting. And I feel like I've 
maybe that was when I realized, and I think a lot of people realized that um, scams, like to know scams is to know America. So like, I'm an American. I love scams. I want to know we all about born. them. <laughs> we were born into scams. This whole country. Manifest Destiny is right. literally them being like, God told us to rob everybody. He, no, he actually did just, uh, I got a parchment paper from God and he said manifest destiny. He said, let's rob everybody and steal there the country. There you go. Forged paperwork. Classic. We can get right. the Islanders. You can get a continent, whatever you want. I also love Manifest Destiny because it's not like they were like, oh, America's going to be heart shaped or like, oh, there's like a vision. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does America even look like? It's all janky. we got Florida's little penis hanging off. Like, it's not even cute. So it's like they just lied <laughs> and stole everything. It's not even like it, it made some beautiful circle or some kind of, you know, symbolic shape. No, it's like when you stay too long at the buffet and then you get back to the table and you're like this, these things, they took too much stuff and none of it goes together. Right. We all got to go to Golden Corral and manifest our destinies. <laughs> I love that for us. You know, you know what's crazy about this hockey thing that you're telling me? I feel like especially if the team was doing better, you know what I mean? Like the, the hockey's mm-hmm. hockey and the pucks are pucking. I don't I don't know hockey. Uh, the dudes are fighting. Video. You know, it's a good yeah. fight happening. You know, they sliding around in their church shoes and beating each other with the sticks. If it's cute and they get ratings and they have a great TV deal, I feel like it's more embarrassing to come out and be like, OK, so we let this guy completely lie to us and own part of this hockey team. Like, I feel like you just got to close the door and handle that one indoors. Long like Island he- style. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Long Island style. I feel like, I don't know, y'all have a fisticuffs, you demote him, maybe he stays on in some kind of leadership position, mm-hmm. give the man a check. Obviously he was talented. He just had the resources. So we made waiting for the Scorsese movie about this. Yeah. Oh goodness. The Scorsese movie will have tons of cocaine and, and women naked for no reason. And oh, yeah. I'm ready Out for on that. The rink. <laughs> Somehow there would just be naked women skating on ice. And it's like, this don't, this never happened. There you go, Marty. You haven't done that yet, as far as I know. (laughs) Well, no, that's dope. I admire people who think of stuff like that. I mean, money's fake. It's all on paper. It's all, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's rarely tangible. So why not? Mm -hmm. You know, not mad at it at all. Well, let's get into our first segment here. What's hot in fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams on the street. As always, snitch on your friends and family. Just make sure your scam is retired at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Uh, I just need a fake name for this person, Sarah. We don't care about gender. Hmm. Felicity Porter. Oh, Felicity. Love that. Oh, poor Felicity. She got scammed out of an acting career. I wonder who that That's hairstylist so was who cut her hair. Because I feel like you got to go back into great clips, Felicity, and fight them. I <laughs> need an oral history of that. Because, yeah, I don't know where exactly the buck stops. But that, I mean, talk Ooh, about money lost. You should do that all you're wrong about. Because I yeah, need to know right. what happened. And some people don't even know about that. And it was such a moment. 1999. <laughs> And, like, she could have just got a weave. Like, why don't we just let Felicity get a weave? Everybody's like, right. no, bitch, we know. <laughs> right. They could have said it was a dream. But they could no, they kept going. Yeah. I think they thought we would get over it. And we had just so little to focus on at that America's time. America's still not over it. <laughs> we are. We actually are still kind of mad. Like, Felicity, drop your barber's address so we can fight them. <laughs> We will fight them for you, girl, okay? Oh, yeah. So Felicity says, I'm surprised no one has ever wrote in about this scheme, probably because they don't want to fuck up their bags. See? And I tell y'all not to fuck your bags up, but I'm not about that life anymore, so here goes. So you're just going to ruin it for everybody because you're not about that life no more? Mm, Felicity. <laughs> Sounded just like the show. <laughs> 
Bell worked as a paralegal in a big law firm. This is in quotes. AKA pays well, but they work you to death and expect money will solve any issue you have, including them treating you like dog shit. Ooh, that sounds like America. (laughs) I was working 12 to 14 hour days and on weekends and holidays for the last three years there. Wow. 12 to 14 hour days at law doing paralegal work. That just means you're just typing all day, right? Like emailing, typing. Yeah, you're being a little brain in a jar for like 95% of that, I bet. Filing, using Mm. sticky notes. That sounds terrible. I work really long days, but like at least most of it is fun. I couldn't imagine just like 12 to 14 hours a day just typing stuff. And And all in one place and probably under really unpleasant lighting. Oh, yeah. You know, the lighting is real bad. Very blue. Mm -hmm. But this is a big law firm. So maybe they had, you know, some accoutrement. Maybe they had a a warm yellow light. They were giving the girls, you know, a bulb and a water cooler for conversation. (laughs) Little plant, I hope. Yeah. I feel like we're in a rich business now. They always have LaCroix. Like, yeah. If your job ain't got LaCroix for hours of your life and LaCroix that's the scam. LaCroix has a hold on the white community. That's how they keep them yeah. working so hard in their offices. They're like, but we have LaCroix. Come on, pop a moose. Get it's back LaCroix. in here, Craig. And then, and then if someone is still resistant, then you're like, what if there was water with a lemon inside of it? Just a whole lemon in there right. floating. And you're like, well, this is the height of luxury. I'll stay. It is. Listen, white people know how to season some water. Okay. <laughs> They keep it tasty. Okay. I will never, I will never give them that. <laughs> okay. One time I saw like a chrysanthemum and some water. I said, like, bitch, chrysanthemums in the water. And it was delicious. It was danced <laughs> on my taste buds. that. <laughs> I like the cucumber water. Like I, my hotel yeah. experience will be elevated by $40 if they have cucumber water in the lobby. It's right. Great. It's like, even if it was like a, a Motel 6 and, you know, the lights are flickering on and off. doing that. Yeah. Transients all around. Like, I don't feel stressed about being attacked in my room. This water is yeah. putting me at ease. Right. You hear somebody screaming in the room next door, but you're like, but there's cucumber water, though. <laughs> they're going, oh, this cucumber water. Right. You're so they're like, help, help. I'm like, they must run out of cucumber water. That's the only <laughs> reason they could be screaming like that. Because Yeah, it's instant luxury. We should, it's a, that's a good scam. I want to see it in more places in the world. I'm ready to be tricked by that. Right. That's a great scam, guys. Cucumber water. Get into it. Have it everywhere. So she's working these really long hours, 12 to 14 hours a day and on weekends and on holidays. Damn, sis, I'm so sorry. The ball was dropping and you was in your office like, oh. Line and just typing away. That's so Pouring unfortunate. Champagne into her own slipper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tragic. So the firm had a policy that if you worked past 7 p.m. or before 7 a.m., they would reimburse the cost of a taxi. And by the way, the firm made like four billion dollars in one year, but they can't give. Okay, this person is definitely black. By the way, the firm made $4 billion one year, but they can't give a hoe a firm credit card. (laughs) They wouldn't give you a firm credit. I'm sorry, they wouldn't give a hoe a firm credit card. So basically, she's like, y'all made all this money. Like, why do I have to write these invoices to get these cars? Like, this is disrespectful. So I worked past 7 p.m. every day. So eventually, I came up with a way to get some extra coin. I would pay for the taxis and cash and ask for a paper receipt from the driver. The receipts Mm. were blank. So you could put in any fare or tip that you wanted. And sometimes the drivers would just give me a stack of the blank receipts. I I know that's right. (laughs) 
they better help you do crime. Yeah. This is making me feel better. Efficiency. Yeah. This is making me feel better about New York taxi drivers because I used to be beefing with them. Like when Uber, you know, wiped them off the face of the Mm. earth practically. Everybody was like, this is so sad. These people have medallions. They spend millions of dollars. They work their whole life for these cabs. I was like, fuck them cabs. I'm black. (laughs) And I have been hit by so many cars and they were all cabs. Mm. I've been hit by several cabs. And then if I trickle... Now they're redeeming themselves maybe a tiny little bit. Right. Maybe. This is making me feel better about them because I I was beefing with the whole cab industry for a long time because they didn't want to pick me up because I was black. They also didn't want to pick me up because I was going to Brooklyn. Probably more the Brooklyn thing than the black thing. I won't lie. You know? (laughs) They just just hate making money, I guess. Yeah, you used to have to trick cab drivers. Sometimes I have my white friends hail the cab and then I get in and be like, gotcha, bitch. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like so you know taxis okay y'all are y'all are making a cuter name for yourselves so it was pretty easy to get home on public transit so i would leave at 7 p.m take the train and pocket the money for the taxi home or when i needed more receipts i would take a taxi and then when i submitted the receipt i would add a few more dollars to the seat i would say over three years i probably pocketed around six thousand dollars she said in that same amount of time did probably three million dollars worth of work that that firm got paid for plus yeah. lawyers are a scam anyway so i don't feel too bad as a woman of color who faced constant microaggressions from a bunch of rich white men and the firm defends the corporations and exploit the environment. She was like, basically like, y'all evil, fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Felicity, you're right. Like, I'm glad that you got your little scam off. It was a scam that they were working you so damn hard in the first place. Mm. So I'm glad you got your coins one way or the other. Six grand, like an extra bonus. That's not bad. Three years though, Felicity, I feel like you should have ran a bag up a little more like, be like, oh yeah, this taxi was $400. Where did you go? Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Had to courier some paperwork over. Had to be done. Right. Where did you tell them you lived? I feel like you told them you lived too close. I'd be like, yeah, y'all know I live in Coney Island. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know I live in Merlin. $6,000 feels like you're... You're, you know, you're trying not to be too extravagant with it and get caught, but also you've got a nice... That's, I mean, that's, that's scam university. That's a whole, you know, that's long enough to get a degree in scam. And I, I mean, I think that if you are working for a company that's making this much money and that's exploiting you as a worker, then they are, pardon the expression, asking for it. Right. And I know I absolutely agree with you. Also love scam university. Uh, I am stealing that from you. It is now my intellectual property. Everybody remember that different. Remember how I had said that? Put Yeah. <laughs> remember how I said it first. This Sarah, uh, Marina, when you edit this, make sure it's backwards so that <laughs> I can steal that. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. It's kind of like this system is a scam. You know, we got to get over when we can. And also I got to say you're a great scammer, Felicity, because you didn't get greedy. You didn't get caught. Right. Uh, and then you left. Now, I would have gotten a little greedier. I definitely would have told him I live in Florida and I need to ride home. <laughs> I need to ride home every night from New York to Florida. Or just for Thanksgiving a couple times, just the three days right. in traffic. Yeah. I tell you, I live in West Palm Beach. Yeah, I'll be commuting every day. And also, like, this is, I mean, this makes me think of how in all the great scam movies, which again are, you know, a lot of them by Scorsese, um, it's always this arc of like, we got good at what we were doing, but we got too greedy and we rose and then we fell. And I feel like there's all kinds of quieter scams being committed all over the world that are just going to ride it out peacefully because nobody's thinking too big. 
Right. Which is really beautiful. It's the same thing that I always think, this is kind of dark, which is not what we normally do on this podcast, but um, I always think like when I see those aged up photos of missing people from like the mm. 70s and stuff, and they're like, he would yeah. be 92 now. And we drew, <laughs> we drew his face. Actually, when do they stop drawing? Like, cause I know they'll age you up when you like point, go missing yeah. at five and they'll be like, oh, he would be 30 or something. But when are they like, okay, let's just give up. Maybe they stop when they're like 50. They're like, you know what? He's on his own. It's right. no, no handholding in this country. Right. But yeah, you can't go to the bathroom at Walmart without seeing those. And damn, you can't even get like back in the day used to be able to get some good press if you were missing. Like we'll do retweets on Twitter. But back in the day, the girls will put you on the milk cartons like you would be on board of farms like, you know, nowadays, I can't imagine if I picked up like some oat milk and it was just like a little girl on the back. (laughs) Like, oh, (laughs) it sounds very bizarre. I I heard I think I remember that they stopped doing that because they were like, you know, the like positive outcomes didn't balance the fact that it was freaking out kids so much. <laughs> so I guess fridge. the real result was everyone got to be scared, which is how things go a lot here. Right. <laughs> now we have the internet, so we can all be scared right. all the time. <laughs> Why outsource that to milk when we have a whole technology for it? Milk gets to be free from that. So right. Fear. Right at your fingertips. It's called a phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, endlessly no. refreshing. Right. But I think the, the what was the point that I was trying to make with that? Like, I what, what, what was I trying to say? Now I can't remember. They aged up missing people. So the scams quietly existing. Oh, yes. OK, so yeah. the reason that I was saying, wow, walk it back for me, Sarah. You are this is guys. We I have, have a profession to now. figure out where a lot of my trains of thought got <laughs> lost to me. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the station. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I love to have a professional on the show like you, you know, because <laughs> Sarah does this, honey. She does it. So basically, the reason I was saying that is because I think sometimes when I see those aged up photos, I'm like, somebody did a murder to this person mm-hmm. and they got away with it mm-hmm. for show. Especially if it's like from the 70s. So then I think about that with scams, too. It's like all the scams that I haven't heard about, the ones that aren't in the press or the news, people got away with them and then lived their lives. I just want everybody on their deathbed to give us a cute confessional and just tell us what you did. Because you're going to die anyway. You might as well just be like, I did it. And then, right. (laughs) Let us know. There should just be a documentary crew in every hospital. And it's like the priest or whatever and if you are fading you can be like you know what all right yes i'm just going to confess to a couple couple notorious crimes here send them over yes we need a reality show featuring a chaplain <laughs> it's just a chaplain like wait cha- i thought you was coming here to give me my last right yeah 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 but do you yeah. want to sign this, I'm just this uh, <laughs> so we can use your face and then <laughs> why don't you go tell daddy chaplain what you did in your life <laughs> like that feels like the best kind of like old school HBO. Like, was it Taxi Cab Confessions? Yes. You know, that like and someone's friend's dad would have it and you would watch it at sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Or you stay up late and it would be on. Oh, I loved to watch all the, the Skinamax type shows at night. I was like, what are mm-hmm. the girls doing? That one. And there was like <laughs> real sex. And then there was another one can't remember but they they were very sex oh it was like about um sex workers that i back in the Mm. day it was it's dated now because obviously the way that we thought about sex work back then and and including Mm. now is still not great but i used to love to watch those because i was like "Mm, what are the girls doing at night when i can't leave my home right (laughs) so 
guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite <laughs> segment of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I Excel grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we are back. And it's time for my favorite part, Historic Hoodwings. I am going to put a content warning on the timestamp of this episode. Uh, Looks like we're around 19 minutes. Uh, Just to let you guys know, content warning, there is a mention of sexual assault in this story. Uh, We'll flag when that exactly comes up for everyone. All right. So from the mid-1970s until the late 1980s, televangelist power couple Tammy Faye and Jimmy Baker ran an empire with a massive audience. Sarah, I already know you know about this. So together, they built their ministry, which grew from a puppet show to a satellite network. At one point, they even built the third most visited theme park in the United States. But with that much money involved, it couldn't last forever. So I love that they took a puppet show about Jesus. <laughs> hmm. and then naturally i mean what naturally follows from that if not a theme park a theme park <laughs> right like i hope that this they had like jesus theme rise like i want to get on the burning bush that sounds fun <laughs> 
that sounds yeah like an exciting ride especially at the end yeah and the and the idea of recreating holy places that they're gonna that it's both classic americana and also a recreation of jerusalem for people in the carolinas like a log ride where uh (laughs) they part in the red sea see I have no idea if they did that, but they should have done that. They definitely had water park type features. Like it just, I feel like there's a part of me that when I was younger and snobbier would have been like, oh, that's just so tacky and terrible. And part of me now is like, that's beautiful. That's probably one of the better things they did. (laughs) Right. And look, I'm a voyeur, so I would go just to see what they're doing. It's like, can I play games in the arcade? It's like, who's Mary's baby daddy? Like, we don't know. <laughs> it's like clues. Like, guess who? Like, what? Like, what are y'all doing over there? And I hope it's all Jesus related because that would be very fun for me. <laughs> I was really sad actually because for years I really wanted to go to the Holy Land Experience, which is a more recent Bible-themed theme park in Orlando, mm. and I think they closed within the last couple of years. But they had guys playing Jesus and just walking around doing Jesus stuff. And I'm so, I guess you could still find these people and talk to them because they're, you know, any kind of good looking young actor in Orlando, there's a good chance he played Jesus for a while. But like, what effect does that have on you as a young performer? Hmm. Rippling abs. They made Jesus (laughs) so sexy. Even that was always something that weirded me out when I'm not Catholic, I'm Baptist. So we have crosses, but we don't have like crucifixes. Like we don't, have in our churches like Jesus like laying up there with the little loincloth with the rippling abs. Right. And I'm like, why did they make him so sexy? I mean, I guess we wouldn't want to worship him if he was like ugly, but <laughs> I just feel like he's a little too horny to for us to That's be in church. That's a really great question. And why is it also that he's sexy and in pain and you could potentially spend thousands of hours of your young life being like, look at that sexy in pain man who's saving me from sin right it's like why does he have a bulge and (laughs) why are all the nails like cutely placed why is he always hot why does he always have a hot face i don't get it it's just like the thickest hair anyway before i go to anyway (laughs) (laughs) moving on from the hotness (laughs) jesus didn't need to be sexy but it's it's okay (laughs) whatever works guys so about the Bakers, Tammy Faye LaValle was born in International Falls, Minnesota in 1942. Wow, gee, oh, 1942 to That's Pentecostal true. preacher parents. I didn't know she was born in the 40s. That just feels wild. Right? I mean, so was Stevie Nicks while we're on the subject. Oh, and we got a picture of Tammy. Hello. Tammy LaValle up right now. Okay. Those eyebrows, they're giving early 2000s. Like, it's like five hairs in a line. And I love that for her. She was like maybe the big person who carried that look over between like the 1930s and 2003. She -hmm. carried it in her hands. And and she also, she's got that, um, that short haircut. It's not quite a Karen. It's given I have a little more fun than a Karen, but it is like that. It's like, <laughs> I a name for that. Right. It's like, I don't call the manager. I just complain to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would take up a lot of your time. <laughs> like, and I love is that this for her. the hair of like 
I wanted a larger shrimp. I expected these shrimp to be bigger. Right. She's the one who leaves a Yelp review and is like, the food is good, but the portions are very small. Mm. Yes. She wants larger portions, but she's not going to call the police on you. Okay, cute. Good for her. So Jim Baker was born in 1940 and grew up in Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, Muskegon. Muskegon? I think it's Muskegon. It's Muskegon, right? Don't don't. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm going to put my money on Muskegon for now. Yeah. yeah. Muskegonites out there. I know y'all have dragged me on Twitter, so it's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out one way or the other. So Muskegon, Michigan. Tammy Faye and Jim met in 1960 as students at North Central Bible College in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, all right. Come on, Bible College. I just feel like I can't pay to go to Bible College. Like church is free. <laughs> Isn't and that it's a lot college? of hours, potentially. It's right. like, how many more hours do you need? It's a, yeah, good point. And I just give the church my 10%. I don't ask them what they're going to do with it. The building fund for the building that never happens. Like, look, I, I'm out of my business. I'm going to start my own church. So I, I don't want, I don't want to know what y'all do with the money. You start oh. with puppets and then you work your way out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that's how you started a church. You start with puppets. It just yeah, feels. day one, one puppet. Day two, two puppets. Day three, church. And do we think these are like Pinocchio style puckets, like where you have on the little string, like a, like a what is that? They're or, little, they're little hand puppets. Oh, like like Sesame Street. Yeah, they're they're like yeah, it kind of like the very early Jim Henson, I guess, is is what it's a little bit like. Just, and you know the Martians on Sesame Street, <laughs> the Menomina guys. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like that. Yeah, they're they're little, they're cute little hand puppets, and they're just like. I, I, there's some good footage of them. I, I recommend these puppets. Emma, puppets are hard sell now? these days, but I like them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elmo does want to talk about God <laughs> and the miracle of the rock that could eat the cookie. Right. Elmo says you're going to hell. Well, oh my God, I would love that. Oh my God, that whole rock discourse. Listen, I'm about to start watching Sesame Street again because that shit was better right? than Real Housewives. I was like, Elmo is out here dragging the girls. He was like, nah, Rocco. He's like, tell Elmo how you gonna eat the cookie. He is not alive. <laughs> I was like, damn, Elmo's had it with us and our shit. This is like the moment Elmo just lost it. Elmo decided to to clean <laughs> that that a hard rain was gonna fall on Sesame Street. Zoe is gaslighting him. She should have let yeah. him have that cookie. I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, Zoe, let's fight. Let's fight. <laughs> Okay, yeah. meet me at Great Clips because I'm also going to kill two birds with one Rocco and beat Felicity's <laughs> fucking hair <laughs> hairstyles Meet me too. behind Maria's fix-it shop and we will see. Right. Hands. Tell Oscar to get out that trash can. We all jump in. <laughs> <laughs> so... For their first date, Jim invited Tammy Faye to attend church with him. And at the end of it, he told her, Tammy LaValle, I have loved you ever since the minute I saw you walk into school. Sweet thing. I added the sweet thing. Before asking her to marry him. How are our first day going to be church? That's so cheap. (laughs) 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 Bitch, is it at least going to be on communion? Can I get a wafer and a sip of wine? Like, what is this? That's so ghetto. He better did your tithes for you. (laughs) When they pass the collection plate, he better have paid twice. Because I'd be damned. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, let's go Dutch on this collection plate, Tammy. Right. (laughs) No, you give it for both of us today. Okay? (laughs) He gave his only son. You giving our 
ours for both of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please. Get out. So a year after their marriage, the couple dropped out of school to pursue their dreams of creating a ministry. From there, they began traveling and singing evangelists. That's such a wild, like, look, I'm an actor. You know, you work in entertainment as well. You're also a journalist. Like, you write. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess these are careers that... I don't know. Writing, that's, that seems like a career that a lot of people go after and it doesn't seem that weird. Uh, a lot of people have English degrees, even if they don't use them. But I mm-hmm. feel like the acting and the podcasting side, like that's just like kind of weird shit that we were like, yeah, I'm going to do this for money. <laughs> so, right. Leave me alone, mom. You don't understand technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk into a microphone in a room by myself and people right. will pay me for it. <laughs> It's like, okay, sweetie, I feel like we might have missed a shot somewhere back. There. Right. <laughs> I, like, I don't know about Sarah, y'all. She said she's going to talk into her computer by herself, and that's how right. she's going to pay all her bills. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> who, who, who foresaw that working out? Although I guess this is kind of similar because this is like the beginning of TV being an important medium. So for them to be like, we're going to talk to all of America at mm-hmm. once, everyone would just be like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess it's like doing stand-up. It was like, we taking Jesus on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Jesus farewell tour. Right. He's not oh, coming no. back. Yeah. It is like, it's, I think it's funny. I mean, I guess it's a way to feel, if, you, if you're a true believer, to feel like you're not being super ambitious or kind of doing something that calls on you doing a good job because you're like, it's the Holy Spirit flowing through me. I'm just a vessel for all of the holy stuff I'm bringing all around America. But in real, you know, if you you take that out of the equation, which I'm not going to pass judgment on whether that was there or not, then like you're just going from down from town to town talking about God to people and trying to make a living that way. It's very ballsy extremely it's like y'all were like jesus the world tour you know like (laughs) (laughs) and also it's selling a product that everyone already has right Right, we all do know and the bible is free it's in most hotel room suites like if you want a free bible you can get it like you can definitely get yourself yourself a free bible and it's like that's the part i feel like where they brought in the singing because it's like okay but it's also gonna be a concert y'all like (laughs) we got a percussionist we got a gay musician leader that we won't tell that he's gay and (laughs) we're gonna it's God as you've never seen before. Okay. Are y'all ready to throw it in a circle for Jesus? Okay. Throw that anointing in a circle. Um, some some of you will get that reference. Uh, for the people who don't know, it's a song called Throw That Ass in a Circle. I'll throw you guys a bone. Um, and I'm going to hell for that. Anyway, so <laughs> my mom's going to listen to this episode and be like, Lacey. <laughs> so... You know, they, they're they basically like, let's take Jesus on the road. And they both thought, yeah, this is a good idea. By 1966, their ministry had expanded to puppet men- <laughs> to a puppet ministry hosted on Pat Robertson's Christian Broadcast there Network. So now they're on somebody's TV. Okay, you were right about the puppets. And we'll post this in the episode. You know, we'll post it on Scam Goddess Pod's Instagram so you guys can see the puppets as well. But you were right. They're the puppets where you stick the hand up the butt. And the puppets are kind of giving quality. It's right? 1966. I, I like that alligator. And like, it's an alligator, a dog, 
another dog and, and a little white girl. These are the puppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what kind of stories they tell it. I also love this looks like an album and I love the idea. This just like really expresses how low a bar there was for entertainment at this point in America. It's an album where you hear puppets singing, which is obviously very meaningful because it's an album. So they couldn't the the puppet needs to be there in the studio. Right. It's not like you can just have someone singing in a voice. Well, like, they're I on the, the broadcast network, so right. <laughs> this is visual. Also, I love the naming of this man. I wish I had been around for TV around this time because this is just the laziest. They named the show Jim and Tammy and their friends, songs and stories. <laughs> they're not going to overthink this one. Over, you lose half the battles and overthinking. Just what's my name? What's your name? All right, good. Now we have shows like Yellow Jacket. And I'm like, oh, Yellow Jacket, is that about bees? And like, nah, it's a bunch of girls going to eat each other in the woods. What? <laughs> Why is the name Yellow Jacket? Girl, I don't know. It's intriguing. It gets the people going. <laughs> okay? The show's called Euphoria. It's just a bunch of sad kids doing heroines. What? <laughs> it's called Euphoria. What? Why? What a simpler time. Jim and Tammy and their friends. (laughs) Songs and stories. We know what we're going to get. We're not going to turn it on and be like, Dexter, a murderer? (laughs) He sounded like a kid with a laboratory. God, he grew up fast. Oh, he killing everybody? That's not... That's not information you get from titles anymore. And I love that for us. It's just chaos. Beautiful. So... They are on the Christian Broadcast Network. However, Jim had broader ambitions and was quoted saying, it's not listed in the Bible, but my spiritual gift, my specific calling from God is to be a television talk show host. Amen. (laughs) Jim. The problem with someone saying that God told them to do something is that you can't say that he didn't, right? (laughs) It's giving manifest destiny. <laughs> Jim was like, they told yeah. God had told me, he tested me, he told me I'm supposed to be on TV. Yeah. Now, you know the thing I most want in the world as a person? Yeah, God's into it. I just <laughs> heard. So, yep. God told me he wanted me to invent Tesla and use up all the world's resources and kind of go to space. Elon, nobody told you that. <laughs> no, God told me that. I was surprised God was into it, but like, who am I to say no? So, yep, here we go. We're doing it. Right. Y'all mad at me, uh, Amazon workers, because y'all got to pee in bottles, but God had told me to work y'all to death. That wasn't Don't shoot the me. messenger. And you can't shoot God, so you just got to leave me alone. Right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, it's like uh, Jeff Bezos ran up to the Bible, but he, he closed it when the Let My People Go part started. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was oh, like, yeah. okay, God said. I got the good parts out of this. I'm ready to move on to the keto diet. Hey, when they were like, Pharaoh, let my, he was like, oh, and that's enough reading for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no. So eventually Jim got his wish and went on to co-host the 700 Club with Pat. The beginning of PTL. In 1974, after two children, the Bakers moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, where Jim founded the Praise the Lord PTL Satellite Network. Now you gotta have cable to praise the Lord. Like, <laughs> I can't do that with an antenna. They gotta I, go into space. I gotta get Comcast to praise the Lord. Okay. 
So the program hosted prominent ministers, discussed current affairs, showcased popular Christian musicians, and featured guests such as the former U.S. President Ronald Reagan and writer and early leader of the Black Panther Party, Eldridge Cleaver. Wow, they was really covering the gamut, you know. Us blacks, we do love some Jesus, you know. (laughs) Come on, representation, inclusivity. One thing we know about Jesus is that he needs a satellite dish to be able to hear you. (laughs) Famously hard of hearing. Right. It's like, come on now. So in order to fund the massive enterprise and buy airtime, the Bakers hosted telethons asking viewers to sign up for monthly pledges to become PTL club partners. Tammy and Jim showcased their flashy lifestyle as an example of what viewers may achieve if they bought enough into the PTL ministry and preached that God rewards faith and heavy tithing with financial blessings. So give us all your money and then God will make you rich like us. You follow him? <laughs> it makes total sense, right? Like, give me this dollar to give to God and then God will give you back $10. And God is all about, look, li- live by faith, not by sight that we stealing. Don't live by that. Don't look at that. Don't look at us. <laughs> give us the money and have faith that you're going to get some. Mm -hmm. Wow. Love this. The show's ratings soon vaulted higher and higher and yielded even greater financial returns. But by the mid 1980s, the Bakers had amassed a multi-million dollar empire. Woo! Heritage USA going to keep plowing through. The income from their satellite network allowed the Baker. Why do you want to say it's they have two K's. It's B-A-K-K-E-R-S. And I keep wanting to say Barkers or like it just feels Racist to have that many K's in this name? <laughs> I don't, I'm like trying to figure out where that came from. Cause I guess maybe I've seen that spelling somewhere. It feels before, like there was three K's and then the girls were like, okay, yeah. well, the KKK is out y'all. Like we should probably X the K's, the extra K's. And they were like, okay, we'll, well take one out. Keep one extra. Yeah. Let's keep <laughs> the extra. It makes it a little special. Yeah. Right. right on. Okay. Nobody will notice. The bakers with two K's. It's just. Okay, so they used the money from their satellite Jesus network to purchase a total of 2,300 acres of land for a new venture, a 500-room hotel and water park complex they called Heritage USA. We have a video of a commercial. Um, Oh, and this video comes with a side of racism. Wow, see that extra K? I wasn't wrong. And everybody knows on the show, I do not read these beforehand. I do like submit and, you know, I work with Kaylin, our researcher, but I try to be surprised like you guys. I want to be along mm-hmm. for the ride. So I think it's awesome. very fun that we just were like the KKK and Bakers and now we got to get a, a racism commercial. Ooh, love a racism ad. <laughs> Play it. Let's see. How far is <laughs> What is happening? Who is shaking this car? Very strong child in there. Pause for one second. I'm going to, I just want to describe a little bit of this to you guys. We'll like uh, post There's this so video much going on. on Instagram. There's so much going on. So the first scene was a station wagon that definitely four dudes were like shaking back and forth. I don't know to give it movement. Don't understand that. They were like, we can't afford to turn the car on or like, maybe this is <laughs> like, I, maybe this is before sound got really good and they did it bootleg, but they were like, just shake the car. That'll make it look like it's on. Because you know how cars just be shaking like they in an earthquake. Yeah, and then course. they said something about Heritage USA. What did they say? Did you hear that, sir? I think how far to Heritage USA? Which way how? to Heritage USA? Okay. All yeah. right. Let's continue. How to get to Heritage USA. There's also a lake. 
Okay, now there's a camel. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Wait. That's so it it like it, they had finished doing the ad and then they were like, oh, we we forgot to put in the racism that we are <laughs> yeah, required to put, have. Just put the racism <laughs> in post. Just just add the post. We don't got time. Yeah, the car shaking dudes went home. They was tired. So the, at the end, there's just like a man who appears to be like a shake, but he's on a camel and he's got an accent and... I don't know if it's his real accent or if that is a white man in Tanner. I can't tell you. He looks like a guy who was like in an earlier part of the ad and they just had him double up roles. Also, all the white guess. people were in cars and then they just had right. a man pull up on a camel. <laughs> what was he going to buy there for that matter? I guess they have water. Getting some water for his camel. I don't even understand. But you know, it was the 80s. I'm sure whoever made that was... Very much on cocaine. So it's like we we can't make an ad for a theme park without taking a generalized dig at the Middle East. It would be unpatriotic. Right. It was so unnecessary (laughs) at the end for no reason. Oh, I love it. So the park's (laughs) attractions included a shop that replicated the experience of shopping in a Jerusalem marketplace. Everyone's dream. Doing chores in ancient Jerusalem. (sighs) It was intended to be the world's largest Wendy's. What? What? <laughs> a That's pa- pretty beautiful. A passion play depicting the life and death of Jesus Christ with the aid of a light show special effects. Mm. Yeah, I love that you're going to go see the death of Jesus and you got to sign a waiver making sure that you don't have epilepsy first. Like, what? <laughs> a light show? What? <laughs> So in 1986, it added a $12 million water park that included the world's largest wave pool with plans to also install a life-size replica of Jerusalem as it was in Jesus's day, which would have been about like 0.7 square miles. Okay. Were they baptizing this wave pool too? I feel like if I'm going to the water park, (laughs) I shall also be able to just throw in a free baptismal, you know? I don't see why not. I mean, like if we pay a little extra $15, I should get a souvenir cup and a baptism i just feel like that's fair so oh yeah and a coupon for a medium fries this is a pretty big park and this is like one of those fake beaches that you'll see at water parks where you can walk in as shallow at first and then deep and you know usually body temperature and just fill up everyone's urine that's what it's giving (laughs) love Mm -hmm. that for them (laughs) So one of their large missteps was that they sold PTL lifetime partnerships for a thousand dollars, which came with an annual three night stay at the Heritage Grand Hotel. So many partnerships were sold. Uh, They amounted to more than 100 percent capacity of the hotel at any time. So they were like, oh, if you gave us coins, remember, because you're in PTL, then we'll give you a thousand dollars stay that'll also have three nights at the Grand Heritage Hotel. So basically they couldn't make money off of the water park because they had let their disciples hook it up all the time. So many partnerships were sold that they couldn't actually have anybody else to come. So over three years, followers contributed $158 million. This is the 80s, so almost a billion dollars today. In addition to the hotel, Heritage USA also included an extensive campground, RV park, timeshares, mid-range luxury hotels, condominiums, all types of stuff. Park guests were also encouraged to spend part of their vacation time volunteering for the ministry. Uh-uh. 
not quite a full Scientology, but they're they're edging their way over there. At least, at least with them, they're like you can you can ride the the log water slide, the Moses part, the Red Sea, but also we do need you to pick up some trash in his name. It's like, yeah, you like going to Disney World? We'll try working at Disney World. Can't have one without the other. Makes no. it more fun. It's it's godly. It's only godly. Y'all gotta plunge three toilets for every ride. <laughs> okay, it's only right. So this saved the ministry thousands of dollars, obviously, which would be spent on ventures in the future. So the Rift, while the bakers were busy growing their massive lucrative empire in private, they were growing apart. Jim poured all of his energy into building the PTL network, while Tammy Faye, though a powerhouse co-host herself, felt alone at home with no help for Jim to like look after the kids. So now Jim is just like, I got Jesus business. And he's like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little Timmy's softball game. He was like, he's still hitting it off a tee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck about Water slides don't build themselves, you know. Right. <laughs> Who you think making all this Jesus juice? Me. <laughs> you don't want to help, Lord. So in 1987, the Charlotte Observer published an expose revealing Jim Baker had sexually assaulted Jessica Hahn, a 21-year-old church secretary from Long Island, more than six years earlier. So this finally comes out. Jim used like $279,000 of PTL funds to buy Jessica's silence, but in the following years, never admitted, despite evidence um, in Jessica's account that the sex was non-consensual. So he's out here being a dirty bad man. Jim admitted to both the affair. It's not an affair, bro. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how affairs work. And hush money and reluctantly stepped down from his position at PTL, handing temporary control over to televangelist Jerry Falwell. Once at the helm, Falwell discovered that PTL was deeply in debt, bleeding two million a month. Jim. So Jim, you was out here being a nasty man and you're not even running the business right. Like and you're a bad father. I think this was gonna go giving someone temporary control of your business. Right. Like of course they're gonna do some forensic accounting. Amen. Yeah. So like, a- take take it over and don't look into it too closely. It's <laughs> you are now the face of this. Don't open the file cabinet. <laughs> okay. Just 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 say what we told you to say. Don't ask no questions. Amen. He was like, I'm gonna ask some questions, bro. So this guy is just a, like, he's just bad at life. Like, Jim, you're a bad person. You're a bad father. And you're a bad business person, which is the least important of the three things I listed, which is why it was last. But still, like, damn, you're not good at nothing. (laughs) Bad taste in sweaters, too. I gotta say, this is a sweater era. And no drip. What that was about. No drip. He had no drip. You're right about that. So working with other evangelists, Falwell proceeded to fan the flames of the controversy and open a broader inquiry into the growing list of moral and financial misdeeds within PTL. So he took it over and was like, yeah, 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 I'll take it over. Falwell, what a what a <laughs> foreboding last name. He's like, I'm gonna make it fall good. <laughs> <laughs> So he went in and he he got to digging. At a press conference in May 1987, Falwell said that the Bakers were no longer fit to lead PTL and accused Jim Baker of being secretly gay. Falwell was very homophobic. All right, Falwell, I was on your side until... Uh, I guess none of you are going to be good. These huh? clashes of the Titans get confusing <laughs> at times, don't they? Like, Falwell has morals, but also he's homophobic. So not mm-hmm. that many morals. Sometimes nobody <laughs> wins. 
<laughs> right. Everyone's bad. Uh, so the controversy put even more scrutiny on the couple and their expensive lifestyle, which included Heritage USA's excessive amenities, their mansions, and their air-conditioned doghouse. Damn. Air-conditioned doghouse? So the you dogs are living better? <laughs> I will defend the air-conditioned doghouse. <laughs> I want all humans to have air conditioning first, but if you're going to have to live in a hot climate, fine. Get an air-conditioned doghouse. If, 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 you, if you're scamming money from believers, then that's one of probably the least annoying things you can right. spend it on. Do they have huskies? Like, the huskies not supposed to be in the heat. Right. I don't know what they have, but, like, if it's for the comfort of dogs, then then I am for it. Y'all got sleigh dogs? Like, <laughs> you know? That's the one thing Heritage USA is missing, is to go get around by dog sled, like Jesus would have if he could. <laughs> you know, Jesus had a bobsled team. Did I tell you that? He did. I didn't so, read that part of the Bible, but I, I finished early, too. <laughs> you finished early. It's like, no, there's so much Bible left. The pages are very there's thin. so much good stuff left. The pages are very thin. Like, why is the Bible not thicker? <laughs> it's not the tires. Like, it's like see-through. If you, like, open the page, it's, like, very thin. So, Jerry Falwell, zooming down the Heritage USA water slide in a suit celebrating the Baker ousting. So, we have a... a we have a photo. That's such an amazing picture. Um, so this is Jerry. Jerry came in. He's the homophobe who decided he was going to be cleaning up the act of PTL. And for some reason, he's fully in a suit, like a full suit, sliding down the water slide. Is this a baptism? Uh, well, good question. I feel like this is the biggest depression mood I've ever seen, but that can't be what he's going for because I don't think you're allowed to acknowledge the existence of depression if you're Jerry Falwell. Right. But sometimes I feel like going down a water slide in all my clothes. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, you, you hit men's warehouse. You kind of <laughs> like the way you look. Like, I do like it. I'm, a, I'm a, like, take, take me to a, to a dying water park and let me go down in my clothes. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what he thought he was giving, but it's very strange. So it was also revealed that the ministry had raised more than double the money needed for a new hotel called Heritage Towers. The hotel had not been completed and yet more money was being solicited. So the building fund, uh, Donated money has also been diverted to other things, including high salaries and generous bonuses for the bakers and the PTL board members. And public Tammy Faye stood by Jim. She stood beside him. She said, that's my man and I'm going to stand beside him. But in 1988, he was indicted on eight counts of mail fraud. Woo, I told y'all about mail fraud, guys. Don't do crime <laughs> in the mail. It's the pettiest way for the government to catch you. Like, Uncle Sam would be like, okay, you did do six murders, but we don't got enough DNA for that. But bitch, you licked the stamp. So you're going down. <laughs> like, what? Don't do mail fraud, y'all. If you're going to do it, don't do it in the mail. Because that's how they're going to get you. This is what mothers should tell their children. It's like, don't chew the gum you find under the tables and don't right. do mail fraud and don't girl's hair these are all just pillars of life things we should all know okay if you need to deliver something go door to door get on foot get a bike you know <laughs> get a car take a taxi from work and charge your job fifteen hundred dollars yeah but don't do mail fraud so he was indicted on eight counts of mail fraud 15 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy he was sentenced to 45 years in federal prison which was later reduced to eight damn that's a real reduction. Who did you pay off, Jim? Right? 
Oh, so many people, right? Tammy Faye was not indicted. They they let her go. So here's the aftermath, guys. We're getting to the end of this. Three years later, Tammy Faye initiated her divorce, stating how cruel it would have been for me to have waited until he walked through those prison doors, happy and filled with dreams and plans for Jimmy and Tammy. Huh? So... <laughs> <laughs> That's her quote. I'm trying to read it one more time for y'all. She said, how cruel it would have been for me to have waited until he walked through those prison doors, happy and filled with dreams and plans for Jimmy and Tammy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he was already in jail and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to file for divorce. I don't get it, sis. Like, so you just waited until he was marinating in jail a little bit. And then you That's were like, okay. Amazing- way to try and put a positive spin on divorcing someone in the middle of their being in prison. Like, I think you have to do what you got to do. And sometimes you got to divorce your spouse who's in prison. But, so you is know, she saying when he that doesn't mean that's out the best prison? outcome. Yeah. She's saying like, it would have been oh. worse if I divorced him as soon as he got out, because then he would be thinking that a bright future was ahead, but I would be taking it away. And it's I just think that probably divorcing someone mid-prison has to be the worst time to divorce them. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely get your divorce on, sis. Like, definitely yeah. do it. But you're, you're trying to reframe it like, okay, but what if I had divorced him when he left prison? Then he would be sad because he would have been, right, you know, like, um, <laughs> like <laughs> he would have been carving the days into the wall, you know, <laughs> so we, wait, you can see, see that actually this was the best. This is the ideal time to get divorced. Yeah. Like yeah. mid prison sentence three years in. Y'all you're most it. hopeless. That's the best. <laughs> right? yeah. Like what? So a year after Tammy Faye married Roe Messinger, who helped build much of Heritage USA. So now she didn't marry somebody else that she was probably seeing around the church. You know, like they would be looking in each other's eyes as they like opened up all the offering envelopes. I imagine so. Or just like from across the water park. He would hand her like a a wafer when they were having communion. He would (laughs) hold on a little too longly. <laughs> the, the fingertips would touch, you know, <laughs> like so now she didn't marry somebody to church. So, however, in 1994, Roe was convicted of bankruptcy fraud and served 27 months in prison. Damn, all your boo's going to jail, Tammy. Yeah, she's got a type. <laughs> and it's convicted criminal. Yeah. And also, like Tammy, you were very close to these crimes, sis. So are you making these men do the bid? Yeah, I think we all know who's who's uh, passing down the orders, and it's God. (laughs) Tammy, it's giving drama always follows me. It's giving conventions just follow me. Like everybody I love goes to jail. (laughs) They just love Jesus so much that they just go right to jail. Right. I'm gonna need you not to have that's too much loving Jesus (laughs) if that's how you're doing it. She's like, oh, boo, when is your indictment? No, I got an outfit already. Like, what? (laughs) How often are you going to court in support? Curious. So, Tammy Faye remained married to Messner until her death in 2007 at age 65, following an 11-year battle with colon cancer. Paroled in 1994, Jim returned to Christian broadcasting in 2003. No, he didn't come back from jail. It was like, first day out, like, I'm going back to Christian broadcasting. He was like, I'm already divorced, so it's time to get back on TV. Don't have to worry about getting divorced. Worked out great. They tried to kill your favorite bitch. Everybody (laughs) open to the book of John. What? 
They was like, remember when Jesus was in that tomb for three days? That's basically what they did to me. And now I'm out. Like, what? This is okay. And they let you do this? Wow. So he had the Jim Baker show co-hosting alongside his second wife, Lori, who he married in 1998. Guys, that is the story of Jim and Tammy Baker. Um, they don't sound like great people. It's it's getting bad. <laughs> uh, but I do like the puppets aspect. That was You gotta have puppets. You know, the natural yeah. involvement from puppets to uh fraud. I think what I always what I found interesting about this learning the facts about it is that I always heard it when I was growing up secondhand as like, well, it was never reported as an assault. It was reported as an affair, but it was like mm-hmm. Jim Baker had an affair. And then she brought him down and it's like, no, actually he committed fraud, a lot of it, and then happened to be unveiled for being accused of a sex crime at the same time. But it's like, no, like guys don't get taken down for that in America. Don't be silly. It was the fraud. (laughs) To this day, they don't get taken down for it. Like, I will never defend Ghislaine Maxwell and this is in no way a defense of her, but I find it Mm -hmm. very odd that she is the one who's going away for all of this. Obviously, Jeffrey Epstein, the whole situation, like maybe murder, maybe suicide. We don't know. The girls mm-hmm. will never know. It's giving B613, though. But who does she traffic all of these women to? Y'all just gonna be like, oh, she's going to jail for trafficking. Where did the, where did they stop? Where did they go? Right. Like, we're not gonna look into that? We're just if like, nah. Is a two-person conspiracy or were there more people? It seems like it would take more people. Like, she took them to nowhere? She took them to no one? Like, she took them to someone, and that feels like also a part of the crime. Feels... Right. Feels like also crime? But no, we protect powerful men, and that's why, uh, you know, Tammy's gone, and, and, and Jim got back on TV and got a new wife. Like, that's trash. That's and not I think selling fake COVID cures or fake COVID defense, I mean, that's like, who isn't at this point in time? But... Yeah, it that is really, there's something very telling about the fact that he just, like, bounced right back. He's just doing what he did before. It's fine. Can't keep a good man down. <laughs> or a bad one. <laughs> just can't keep a man down. You just the period. cannot. Try as you might. <laughs> Try as you might. He had a 45-year jail sentence and somehow it became eight. Like, that, and that just, it just feels... became, I'm on TV again. Right. And then they just welcomed him back and they're like, oh, he had an affair. No, that's not actually what happened. Like, that's a strong rebound. That's a real pivot. That's not what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, you know, life. Uh, But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non scam advertisements. We'll be back for the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let Sarah go. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. 
Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and we are back and it's time for scammer of the week this is where we highlight a charlatan maybe we love them maybe we hate them like jim and tammy who knows so today we're talking about (laughs) we're keeping we're keeping it on theme here we're keeping it on brand Mm -hmm. so the discovery of a a plumber made this past december in a wall behind a toilet has people questioning if joel austin's megachurch lakewood church Mm. come on texas has been involved in fraud the plumber, Justin Colley, was removing a toilet at Austin's Texas church when he discovered about 500 envelopes filled with money in the wall. No, the amount of money was not disclosed. So we still don't know how much money it was. Wow. <laughs> and Joel Austin is also, you know, a TV pastor who's out here with the whips and the drips. You know, suits always tailored, cars always custom for, for Jesus. And I'll never forget, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, there was a hurricane in Houston, and they were like, hey, y'all, can you um, open the doors up to your church because the girls are uh, in need? And he was like, ooh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No room at the end. So sorry. (laughs) Bye-bye. God actually had told me he don't want y'all to be up in here. Yeah. (laughs) Needy. That's so many conflicting things. It's interesting. He said, uh, help yourself. He said, God said, you got to pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. I don't think God said that, Joel. No, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God said know. there's a Dayson by the airport and you're welcome to use it. Doesn't right. sound very godly to me, but that's what I heard. God said Motel 6 will leave the light on for you. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all want me to do. Okay. Like trifling. Police believe these envelopes are related to a 2014 burglary where more than $600,000 in cash and checks were taken from the church's safe by an unknown person who's yet to be discovered since. Hmm. So he not him doing a fake robbery on himself and then hiding the money in the church. Uh, I mean, I'm not... Like, what do I know? But boy, does that make sense if you have more money than you know what to do with and you don't want it to get taxed. 
Right. And look, this is all, this is just what the facts are from these articles. Allegedly, allegedly, I don't know what actually happened. Maybe God wants us to put money in our plumbing systems. I, that's not for me to say. <laughs> okay? mm-hmm. They're like, you know, Joe spends a lot of time in the bathroom after we do ties and offering. Like, he, <laughs> he said he got IBS, but I don't know. <laughs> like, his IBS only flare up when the cash come around. So I'm just confused. Like, so back in 2014, the church released a statement saying the funds were fully insured and we're working with the insurance company to restore the stolen funds to the church. Oh, the funds were insured. Mm. Cute. <laughs> How convenient. The church was allowed to keep the discovered envelopes as they had been found on their property. The nonprofit organization Crime Stoppers gave Kali a check for $20,000 for alerting the church to his discovery, part of the initial reward for information relating to the 2014 burglary as well. So I will say, Kali... I'm glad that Crime Stoppers gave you a coin because if I was in there working on the pipes and all of a sudden I just see a lot of cash, um, <laughs> that plumbing bag gonna get a little heavy. They're like, he left all of his tools in the bathroom, but his bag was full. You know, you can get new ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have the but, best tools in the world now. But also, Paula, you probably did the right thing because anybody who's got money hidden behind a wall that's not somebody you want to steal from that's giving crime crime it feels like there might be repercussions like real repercussions to you stealing from them like i'm not gonna do that these churches they don't play around i feel like i it feels not so different from mob movie world where just everyone is dressed as flashy as possible and there's kind of rules of etiquette, but everyone kind of agrees what they're in it for. Right. And then instead of doing mob hits, they smite in people. <laughs> like God <laughs> told me to smite you. I'm like, you have a 45. That's a nine millimeter with a laser pointer. Yeah, God told me how to smite you. No, this this is murder. <laughs> like it's a it's a smite master deluxe. And uh yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, God is just using me through this gun. <laughs> I am a vessel. I'm a vessel for your murder. <laughs> no, I'm just you gonna meet him. That's all. <laughs> you just about to do a little meet and greet with Jesus. They That's... call me the angel maker. <laughs> Look, God is up there signing autographs every day and you first in line. <laughs> Like, no. Oh, God. See, All right, this guys. is the gangster movie we need. This is what we need. We do. But Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. We always ask on this podcast, where do you want people to find you? Anything you want them to see? Any social medias? It could be whatever. Yeah, please find me uh, at You're Wrong About and at You Are Good. Um, those are on Twitter at You Are Good Pod and at You're Wrong About. And... That's definitely enough places. Enjoy those. (laughs) I love it. That's definitely enough places. Guys, as always, if you want to see the photos and videos, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. I'll post them on Instagram for sure. Uh, If you want to find me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. All the first season of iCarly is streaming right now. We're about to finish season two. I don't have an air date. I'll tell you when we do. All of the Black Lady Sketch Show season two is streaming right now if you want to see that. Also, Keenan. I'm on Keenan. Fourth episode. And... Trust me, watch it because the twist is fun uh, and it will be fun for you guys without me spoiling anything. Um, all right, congregation, stay scheming. Goddess.
This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Your home is your place of peace. It's clean. It's welcoming. (sighs) And it's definitely not crawling with invading insects if you use Ortho Home Defense Max. Use it indoors on non-porous surfaces to treat and prevent cockroaches, spiders, and ants for up to 12 months. So your home can stay your place of peace, your work-from-home office, and your family's headquarters. Kill bugs inside, keep bugs outside, and love your home. Visit ortho.com for more.